Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is so number 153, the Titans pick defensive end Taylor Thompson in the fifth round of the 2012 NFL draft with plans to turn him into a tight end of sods. <laughs> so it sounds like somebody's still bitter. Who sent that in? That one comes via Adam Ellis at Adam Ellis 31 on Twitter. Adam, thank you, my man. Good stuff, Adam. Hey, do you realize that we're three weeks away from our three-year anniversary? Oh, my gosh. Should we go to dinner? You're buying, right? I am the man in the relationship. Okay. Well, now now it's weird. (laughs) Uh, Three weeks uh, away, though. That's pretty crazy. That is crazy. Dude, three years doing this damn podcast. I remember, I I think it was our very first podcast. You brought up the, um, we were debating Ryan Tannehill or Tom Brady, who you wanted. And which is, I feel like another debate that we're going to have this off season, even though uh, one of them announced quote unquote, their retirement. And then I think um, you and I, uh, I think that was when you dropped your rum spring analogy. Oh yeah. I wrote a right? whole story about that. Yeah. That, that was the moment I knew, you know, like, you, you know, like people, I don't know if you believe in love at first sight. This was love at first take. I, <laughs> When you gave that take, I was like, "Oh, we are. This is going to be one hell of a podcast." Well, and now I that am... we're now that we're in in the Rumspring talk. So, for anyone who doesn't know what Rumspring is, it's it's the Amish tradition. Like, once you turn a certain age, what is it, sixteen or eighteen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Uh, you have the option to go explore the out uh, outside world for a little yeah. bit, and you can yeah, either you come back the... to the community, uh huh, or you you stay in the real world. Not the well, yeah. I don't want to say the. Yeah, I'll say it. The the real world. The the world with electricity. Yeah. Uh the you leave the nest and you go and you <laughs> you try drugs and do d- lots of things. You Pasteurized know, you, milk, all of it. it. You cuss maybe a little bit. Like you experience the world as the outside world knows it, then you come back or, or you have the choice to come back or not. And you had the take that Tom Brady was on a uh on his rum springer, right? Well, yeah, because, you know, New England, that's as close to an Amish environment that the NFL has. So, yeah. Yeah. Keep that, in mind, that, this that podcast, happened. this podcast started when Tom Brady was a New England Patriot and we've outlasted Tom Brady. That's pretty uh, crazy. Not, not to toot our own horn, but this podcast has outlasted the goat. Did you see that somebody went and bottled the sand that he made his retirement announcement I on did see that. and it's yeah. selling for like a hundred thousand dollars uh yeah that definitely yeah i definitely wasn't me though uh okay. i definitely it wasn't me that did that uh the account name on ebay is not austin of uh, 69 <laughs> you didn't have a bid 
No, I did not. Uh, but thank you to Adam Ellis. Tried to, tried to bid on it. It probably was, yeah, to add to his uh, man cave, which he actually gave us a tour of on the uh, oh Titan yeah Up trivia. Well, no, was that Chili Pepper? Chili Pepper. Oh no, Chili Pepper did. Yes, you're right. You're right. No, uh, Preston Penn showed us all of the gloves that he had. Um, that's right. That's autographed right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Ellis. Uh, thank you for the submission. If you'd like to submit a sewed title for next week, just tweeted us something obscure about the Titans and we'll name the sewed that and give you the credit and the shout out. Um, send us some options. We are, uh, we're, are, we're running low. I say this every week, but uh, if you get us some options, odds are you will have a good shot of getting your sewed title read on a future episode. And this week's episode Excuse me, this week's sewed. We've got our buddy Alan Bell joining us for our annual props bet extravaganza. We have so much fun with him, and this week is no different. We are going to go over all of the prop bets around the Super Bowl, give you some intel on which ways you should bet, and we're going to giggle a lot in the process. He is one of our favorites. And so I honestly, I, and we've got some other stuff we're going to get to, but I I don't even want to wait any longer because i want to get to alan bell so jack before we get started into this week's episode, let's first get a word from our friends at relax the back that's right relax the back that team sets out every day to help people in the national area work better live better and feel better every single day i've got insomnia and i know that i'm not the only one with it and you know that comes with posture issues as well i struggle to sleep well at night i've got pain in my low back but relax the back fixes all of that with their technogel and tempur pillows and mattresses I've got one of my own, and it helps me sleep like a baby. They've also got a variety of uh, chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting up at work. They've got zero-gravity chairs. They've got massage chairs. If you're looking to get something for your home or your office, that is a perfect option. Valentine's Day is coming up. Nothing nothing says I love you like helping uh, fix sleep and posture issues, which you can do at Relax the Back. So they're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road. In Nashville, Tennessee, it's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater over next to Hillsborough High School. If you don't live in Nashville and you can't get there in person, don't worry about it. You can visit them online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. It's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking what is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is February 8th, 2023, and Jack and I had an entire plan to talk about the, the Pro Bowl, which would have been riveting conversation, and I hate to do this to you, the listener, because uh, who doesn't want to talk about the Pro Bowl? Um, and we're going to give all these suggestions of what... You, you know what they should do? Because Jack and I had like a 30-minute discussion before we even started recording, giving out multiple ideas of, you know, what they should do. But instead, we have got breaking news. Jack, I don't know if you even know this or not, but the Titans have elevated Tim Kelly to be their new offensive coordinator. I I did see that. Literally, right as we were getting into our Relax the Back ad read, this news comes across. And let's just go first reaction. This Um, is literally our first reaction. We haven't even had, you and I haven't even had a chance to talk about this. No. My My first reaction, I'll say this. Mm, meh, but that's a meh with like an upswing on the on the H's at the end. Like it's, 
it's it's I want to I I saw Mike Herndon tweeted it it's uninspiring. I I don't want to go that far. Tim Kelly is still a very good offensive minded coach, and the fact that he did something with the Houston Texans and uh, literally two years ago, and then the fact that that off that same offense pretty much regressed last year when he left tells me that he knows a little something about running a good offense. I don't hate it. I was just holding out for, I was really hoping that they were going to go Eric Bieniemy, And I was hoping that they were holding off this announcement until Bieniemy gets the nod, but there's a whole restructure of coaches on there. But Jack, before I continue get into that, where do you come out on this? Well, I, I think the, what we're about to get into after this, because there's been a, not just one hire today, but another as well. Uh, right, I think right. th- that kind of paints a, a different picture. But initial thoughts on Tim Kelly. I'll be honest with you, Austin. I don't love it. Um, I, I thought that they were kind of waiting out to to you know pick between these two Chiefs guys and Matt Nagy and and Eric Bieniemy. I, I, it's an in-house hire, which isn't sexy. It's not attractive to me. No. But you also got to remember that Tim Kelly is the guy the Titans initially wanted when they hired Todd Downing. Yeah. But unfortunately, the Houston Texans blocked him from making a lateral and, move, so they never got to interview the guy. And that's that's where I like I keep trying to put myself in this is that. This is a guy that we wanted. <laughs> Titans fans, we wanted Tim Kelly as an offensive coordinator. Now, Last granted, year. we're getting it. We're getting it about ten months too late. You know, we're or uh, you could argue twelve months too late. We're getting it, but this is what we wanted. We wanted this at the bye week. We wanted this every step of the way for them to elevate Tim Kelly to OC, and here they've done it. I think it's just where it's a little little underwhelming is we started letting our minds wander to all the other possibilities outside of the building and leave it to the Titans to promote from within. I don't, I don't, the Titans are addicted, addicted to promoting from within. And they, they, (laughs) I think they just think that they, they know football better than most places. And don't get me wrong. I think they do in a lot of areas. I think the Titans are very, they do know football better than most franchises in a lot of areas. Offensively, we've kind of yet, well, we've, we've yet to see it in a, in many ways. It paid off with the Arthur Smith hire. It did not, it, it failed spectacularly with the Todd Downing hire. I'm just hoping, you know, maybe third time's the charm. I I don't know, but I don't. Again, I don't hate it. I just, I, I it's a meh. Again, with the Fair. with an upswing on the H's. It's another promotion from within. I think Titans fans and me included kind of wanted some new blood, some fresh blood in there, some some good energy coming from a from outside team. ideas. Yeah, exactly. But let me ask you this: since Kelly's only been here a year. Do you think that do you think he's like outside enough? He hasn't really been a part of everything. And we really don't know what role he played last year with the offense. And don't get me wrong. Any role that any of the coaching staff played with the offense last year clearly didn't work. Right. Sure. Um, The offensive line coach left. I mean, got fired. Uh, My own, my only hope is Tim Kelly didn't do enough based on his job title. Maybe he, that's my only hope because yeah, you're right. Everyone involved with the offense last year either underperformed or was terrible at their job. And another thing is Rand Carthon is another set of eyes. He's a new set of eyes. 
Yeah, that's so true. It's not like, that's a good point. It, it's not like the Titans are being loyal to this guy that they hired last year because they want to see it through. Like Rand Carthon in Mike Vrabel as well. I think it's you know, I think they're very interlocked in their decision making and their conversations that they have about who want or who they want on the staff. I I, I liked it. Rand Carthon it was here to make this decision. Like if they had if they had elevated Tim Kelly before they found a GM, I'd be like, okay, that's kind of BS. But yes, now that a new yeah. set of eyes is on it, and you know Tim Kelly's only been here a year, and he wasn't calling plays last year, at least that we know of. This this Maybe feels like this feels like it. well this feels like a Mike Vrabel, I this feels like a Mike Vrabel knew where he wanted to go. Trust me on this one. This like whole time, you yeah. know, it's why he brought in Tim Kelly last year. I think it's he was the plan I, B. I, right, and I think I think it's once Todd Downing. I think this is always where Mike Vrabel wanted to go, and when Rand came in, he was like Mike. I mean, I assume probably talked him into it. I, I, that's not to say like Rand didn't do his homework on this yeah, hire. Right. I mean, we're speculating, but like, right. These are uh, eventually he's, he's the one that has to sign off on it. So I'm sure he, he did his due diligence, but I, I just, I don't know. I just, I think I was just so gung ho on Eric B And so it's, yeah. it's like, this is what it is. All right. You know, us, we love giving analogies. It's, you were expecting a PS5 this this whole time for Christmas. And and <laughs> and what you got was uh the the Xbox One that your parents got for you last year, but they weren't they didn't allow you to play it because you know they wanted you to get your make your grades better. So it's been sitting at, at the shelf. And so what they did was they re they, they rewrapped it and then gave it to you again for this Christmas. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. Well, this is that Xbox you got me last year. But okay. I mean, it's still a gift. You know, it's still something I get to play with and something new, even though I know they bought it a while ago. That is what that is what the Titans did. Yeah, and I'll 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 go analogy on it as well. I, I think oh, I love this. I think it's kind of like, you know. You're you're looking for a date to homecoming, and the 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 cutest cheerleader just broke up with the quarterback, right? Free agent, or at least so you think. Yeah. But just because they're broken up doesn't mean she wants to go to this dance with you, right? So sure, you you think you have it, you think you have, you're in classes with her. Uh, it, it feels like it makes sense, so you ask her, and then she's like, ah, I don't even know if I want to go to the dance. Period. And you're like, oh well. Okay, I took this girl last year, so I'll just go with her again. Like it, it, it feels kind of like that. And for me, I wonder like why that they made this move now instead of last year, or even in the middle of the season last year, after the bye week last year. Like you've had Tim Kelly in your back pocket this whole time, and now you're interviewing dudes that are like super qualified, or at least you're requesting to interview dudes that are super qualified, and. You go back to the guy you brought in last year and didn't trust enough to call plays for you. And I think that's why it's probably soured in our minds a little bit. I think that's why when we were talking a lot about offensive coordinators, why we didn't bring up Tim Kelly as much. Because if you think about it, last year, we talked about Tim Kelly a lot. We wanted the Titans to make the hire. There's every they chance. They had every chance to, to elevate him and give him the duties. To, or right, give him and the, we thought, the headset. yeah, 
we thought hiring Tim Kelly was only going to improve the offense, you know, last year, which was a, it was a bad offense, but it was better. I mean, it was better than this year. Hard to be worse than this year. It was, we thought that Tim Kelly was going to come in. And so like, we loved the hire last year, but now after a year where they were historically bad offense that could not score and they struggled to progress in game. I think that has soiled the idea of Tim Kelly in a lot of our minds, just subconsciously, right? He's not like, as fresh. Yeah. Like, like, we want fresh energy, and Tim Kelly, because he was here last year, isn't fresh. Right, right. And so that's why, that's where the meh comes. I think that's where the Mike Herndon uninspired comes from. I, 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 again, I, I, I think Tim Kelly is a good offensive mind. And I think when he has play calling controls, he's not going to be calling second down and 10 run plays. Okay. Well, he's we not. So. He, well, I don't think he will. I don't, I don't think I, the, the play calling responsibilities came from Todd Downing last year. And I, that was a large chunk of the Titans. If you can turn Davis mills into one of the best rookie quarterbacks, and then the very next year he regresses, has a sophomore slump, and the only difference is Tim Kelly isn't there in that offense with the Texans. That tells me that that he knows ball, he knows what he's doing, and so that that what is what I'm clinging on to for this to be a favorable hire. Yeah, Davis Mills did look better than like Trevor Lawrence when Tim Kelly was in charge. But yeah, and Mac, Mac Jones, he was better like that. That rookie year, Davis Mills was one of the best statistically one of the best quarterbacks in football. What if I told you that? Sure, the Titans hired Tim Kelly, but they also hired another guy they interviewed for the offensive coordinator job. And that's the thing. This comes with this Tim Kelly hire comes a plethora of rearranging of uh i don't want to say the deck chairs because this boat has already sank in my opinion um but the i it is the it is bringing in a new hire but then also readjusting other people's roles within the staff but go ahead and hit them with it jack the titans also hired atlanta falcons quarterbacks coach charles london see charles london play or excuse me coach under Arthur Smith. So you'd like to figure that Vrabel may have had a conversation with Arthur Smith, although I'm sure Arthur Smith didn't want Vrabel poaching from his coaching staff. But they hired Charles London, obviously not to be a co-offensive coordinator, but to be the QB coach and the passing game coordinator, which was the role that Tim Kelly held last year. Um, you, you may be wondering, well, what about Pat O'Hara? He was a quarter, he's been the quarterback's coach for forever in Tennessee. Well, he's now the passing game analyst. So that to me kind of I think I think of that as kind of like an advisory position or yeah. you know maybe he just works alongside Tannehill while you know London handles the entire I don't know I'm just I'm just this is all guesswork here but they did hire Charles London who they were interested in I I like that move I think that that's great cuz that's outside energy right and I think that the Atlanta Falcons and what he was able to do with Marcus Mariota and even Desmond Ritter last season when he came in and looked, you know, competent towards the end of the year. I, I like that. I don't know what it means for Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis and perhaps Josh Dobbs, but I do like that they also hired Charles London with Tim Kelly. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. A guy that they, I mean, if you're looking at him for your offensive coordinator job, like if you're willing to give him an interview, like you're clearly 
you think highly of his offensive mind and just to bring him to the staff. I, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, Falcons offense. It was, you know, last year was kind of meh, but I mean, obviously like you can only do so much with what the pieces that you're working with. The Titans have known that firsthand the last two seasons. The, the, uh, they saw also, um, a guy that, uh, had interviewed with other offensive coordinator roles around the country. One Luke Steckel, former tight ends coach for the Titans, is now a run game analyst. Now, how about that? Where, where is I want to know the hierarchy of coaching staff positions. If you go from tight ends coach to run game analyst, is that a promotion or is that a demotion? Well, it's funny you ask because the running backs coach for the past, I think, five seasons was Tony Dews. And he's now coaching tight ends for the Titans. Right. So, so like, what is like going on? And, it's like him and Steckel swapped jobs yeah like Vrabel knows that these guys are who he wants on his staff but maybe they just need maybe maybe like like Rand Carthon as GM maybe they just need a new set of eyes on the group to fix it I need to know whether or not I should be bragging that Luke Steckel uh went to Brentwood High School or not because like if he was promoted (laughs) then yeah God bless go Bruins he's a former Brentwood High we won state together in 2002 or if it's a demotion, I don't know that dude. <laughs> like what? what? <laughs> it's, it's fascinating to me, Austin, that they that that they've made all of these changes and they're announcing them all at once. Uh, Lori Locust, defensive quality con- control coach, dude. she was previously with the Buccaneers. How she about comes that? over to the Titans uh, over the weekend? So that was an interesting. I like that. Hire. How many Titans fans do you think are pissed that there's an old woman on the coaching staff? I mean, uh, knowing Titans fans, I'd assume uh, there's a handful. <laughs> And or like she'll be the first to blame if like the Titans go the week one without a sack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always gonna like, be a how, scapegoat for Titans fans. But how are you gonna how, how are you gonna how are you gonna hire a coach to to try and bring more sacks to this team when she doesn't even have a sack herself? <laughs> but I think she won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, so she knows what she's talking about. I, I don't look, know. I'll look. take anyone from the Bucks coaching staff other than Todd Bowles because I'm done with a football coaches named Todd for a while. So, with all of the changes in mind, what is your satisfactory level? Are you are you pumped? Are you kind of meh? Like you said, you were about the OC hire. How do you? I, I made I made a video this week for for Cork Bats with my top five list of guys I wanted the Titans to hire, and um, you know, part of it was tongue in cheek, but also like the list uh, was very much um, true. And I I believe my ranking was um, uh, on my uh, on my honorable mention, which we don't do honorable mentions because there's no honor in a mention. I I said Kellen Moore. I did um, at my number five, I did Matt Nagy just because I felt like I had to put him on the list. Um, and just coming from the chiefs, I, I think anyone coming from what they have going with Kansas city would be a good hire just because they're coming from a very well-oiled machine. I think it's and natural like, to be attracted to coaches from winning environments. With winning I want matches. some of that oil here. Yeah. I'll give me that oil. Just rub that oil all over Dump my it body. On yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and no, my number four was Byron Leftwich. Really? You oh, know, that's surprising to me. Now I know, I know people are like, yeah, but he sucked last year with Tom Brady, but yeah, but he was also looked at for head coaching jobs the year before. So, but was I think, that Bruce I think, Arians? You know, that, that's, that's the, the question. 
Well, that that is the question, but I I do think a lot of the downfall this year was more on Todd Bowles than than on Byron Leftwich. But you're looking at okay, you're looking at a different, and I respect that. Uh, you're saying Byron Leftwich failed more because Bruce Arians wasn't there. That's the way I didn't even look at it, to be honest with you. So that's why he was my number four. My number three, Sean Payton. Now, keep in mind, I started <laughs> filming this video before he was hired by the Broncos. And I know he was looked at for as head coaching jobs, but I was like, you know what? Make the call. Make the call. And then he was hired by the Broncos. So then I went with the um, that little kid from uh, Little Giants. Mm. If you can if you can drop the annexation of Puerto Rico, I think you're a pretty brilliant you offensive mind. If you can impress John Madden, yeah, with your coaching, then yeah, I think I hire that kid. And he's no longer a kid anymore. He's he's of age. So, and then my number two is Eric Bieniemy, and then my number one is literally anyone. Which Tim Kelly falls into that. Yeah. So checks that box. Uh, I think no, honestly, guys. I if you're a Titans fan and you're like kind of pissed off at this decision, just look at it this way. It would be hard. To be worse than last year. Good you, point. Todd Todd Downing is is gone. He is out. He is no longer calling plays. You're bringing in a guy who had not success, but like he he turned something out of nothing with the Houston Texans just two years ago. To me, it's an overall upgrade, and it would be hard pressed for them. To, they could have hired Charles London as their offensive coordinator, and I think it would have been an upgrade. So. Is it the upgrade that maybe we had talked ourselves into? No, probably not. But I I still think I'm, it's just the fact that this hire is coming a year later than we all wanted it. Is that why it sours us in our mind? And I think, I think it's a good, I think it's a good hire. I'm, you know what? I'm talking myself into it and I'm an incredibly Homerish. So, you know, this is coming from an unbiased place. <laughs> it, we we talk about how continuity is so important in the NFL, and while the Titans aren't going to have, have the same play caller next season, which is good because they finished thirtieth in total offense, and you know what what is this thirty two, thirty one, thirty two, twenty eighth in scoring offense. Continuity may not be what you want, but it's a new direction that they're going in with Tim Kelly. I don't I don't feel great about all of these new hires. Because there's so many new hires and there's so many unknowns at the end of the day. But I feel comfortable. I think comfortable yeah. is my the word that I want to use. I feel yeah. comfortable with the new hires. There's not any that I'm like overly mad about. Like some people are gonna that are listening to this are gonna be pissed about Tim Kelly. They're gonna say, Really? Like you took this long to hire a guy who's been under your nose the whole time? And this guy who was a part of the passing game last year which failed the right. Titans tremendously despite Ryan Tannehill dealing with injuries. And in spite of, you know, I guess Malik Willis's inability to learn an NFL offense, which, you know, isn't totally on him. He, I don't think the Titans planned on him being in that position last year, but I I, I feel comfortable. I think that this is okay. I, I, I like that the Titans kind of flip flopped everything. There's new faces at just about every position. Like the Titans hired an offensive line coach as well. Um, it's, it, it, I don't know. I, 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 I just feel comfortable. I feel like it's going to work. I feel like it's going to get better. You said that, you know, the only way up from here or the only way from here is up, which I do kind of agree with, 
but also like so many of these problems that the Titans had on offense were personnel related. Like not everything, not all of the Titans offensive failures were due to Todd Downing. I know some people are going to scream about that as well, but like Dennis Daly was brutal on the left side of the offensive line. You got to figure out what you're doing up front. You got to continue to add weapons on the outside. You've got to find a way to maximize Derrick Henry's last couple of years. Rand Carthon said he wants to win now. So that he thinks the Titans aren't, aren't that far away. Well, coaching the, the coaching staff is one thing but you got to find the pieces and you know until the draft begins until free agency in mid-march begins people are going to concentrate on these on this on these coaching hires but i i think that the pieces that they bring in over the next few months are going to be more important than the coaching staff hires right now and last thing i'll say on this whole thing history shows us that tim kelly will have six History shows us that Tim Kelly will have success with uh, the Titans because he is a yet another Tennessee Titan with two first names. Derrick Henry, <laughs> Eddie George, Tim Kelly. Okay? Something to think about. All right? I'm, uh, trying, honest... to, I'm trying to rack my brain right now to think of others. but Of Tennessee Titans with two first names? Drew Bennett. Drew Bennett, great one, uh-huh. great one. You know, like it, it's something that's not talked about. Bruce Matthews, does that count? Even though it's plural, I'll allow it. Okay, allow it. all right. Like it's just something to to think about uh, with this. And I, it's hard. You'd be hard pressed to find a Tennessee Titan with two first names that that sucked, honestly. Right. I'm like going through like all of our. Oh yeah, Titans, no, like I'm I'm doing a deep like, dive in my brain right now. Like, who are the the? Uh, Does Coleman is McDonald the first name? Uh, McDonald. Cole, Cole McDonald. McDonald. No, McDonald's not a first name. No. Do you know anyone named McDonald? Old McDonald. They they could have just been talking about the guy's last name being McDonald, the farmer. Yeah. I'll have to think. There's definitely like a million out there that people are going to send us after this episode airs, but it's hard when you're on the spot. When we're on the spot. This, again, this is our initial reaction. This news broke right as the podcast started. Like right as we were, while you were listening to uh, to, um, to Johnny Cash, while those Folsom City or Folsom Prison Blues were playing, we were learning on the spot that the Titans promoted Tim Kelly to offensive coordinator. So initial look, reactions I, are fun though. I, I mean, we're going to have obviously more, you know, more of an informed opinion next week. Once we figure out the, you know, the full coaching staff and how it lays out and more about each guy or girl uh, that has been hired, but uh, initial reactions. I think, I, I think it's okay. I just think it's okay. It doesn't pass the test with flying colors. It's not, they didn't ACE the exam. You know, they didn't change the, they didn't change you, you know, the entire Mike Vrabel way or the Titans way. It's, I don't know. I'm just not over overwhelmingly excited. I'm just kind of like, ah, that's fine. We, and you know what? I'll say this. We weren't excited when Arthur Smith was promoted. We weren't like we, we, we kind of like yawned at that hire. Yeah, and, I, don't, I don't think Arthur Smith had any play calling experience. Like Tim Kelly right. was an OC before. Tim Kelly has proven experience in the past. Todd Downing, when he got promoted from within, 
His ex- he had experience in the past too with the Raiders, and it wasn't good. Bad experience. Okay, it was bad experience. So think of it like that. Arthur Smith promoted, no experience. We had nothing. We had no idea what to expect. Todd Downing promoted from within, had experience, and it was bad. It went very poorly here. Now you're getting Tim Kelly, a guy who's had experience, and it was good. So history would show you based off of those two previous internal hires. It should be good. I, I like how we're just like, we, we refuse we're to talking. because we're talking ourselves into it. We're like, we will not leave until we are all, we are feel good about this hire. <laughs> and maybe he brings Dennis Kelly with him, his brother. So we'll see. The Titans could use all the O-line help thinking. Are they? And they are related, right? They're brothers. Oh, man. Oh, that would be great. I love when Dennis Kelly was like, when he left a couple years ago. That's how old this podcast is. Well, that was we, we remember when De- well, Dennis Kelly was a Titan. Well, we also remember when Dennis Kelly was traded to the Titans. It was one of the best trades the the Titans had ever made. They got rid of great. DGB for Dennis Kelly, who was actually very yeah. serviceable. Look, I still I still held out hope if DGB was here, he would have could have been a star. Could have been what Arthur Brown was. Oh my gosh, the Missouri Tigers and you is coming out right now, dude. I still, I still think about this, and I tweeted this out like as a joke, but I, I legitimately, Jack, and I can't. I just want to confess this real quick. There are so many times, and like, it's, it's actually kind of sad. I probably should see a therapist. <laughs> there are so many times throughout the day where I'll just stop and think, like, how much of a chain reaction Arthur Brown being traded on draft night caused like how much pain and suffering personally I have felt from my favorite football team since that night. Like I, and I just think back, like I'm like, they will never, we'll never get our, our AJ Brown back. We'll never get him back. And I just think like, why? I, I just sit there and I think, I, why, why, oh, why? If, you get, if you get trapped in thinking of, of about the butterfly effect as it relates to the NFL, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna go insane because it, whenever like, I whenever is... I do it, I go back to 2006, Jay Cutler over Vince Young. What could have been? I, I'm just like, that is it was it's single handedly the worst trade in Titans history and quite possibly one of the worst trades in NFL history. I don't want to go, okay, that's a little hyperbolic, but it, I'm getting there because I continuously think about it, and I shouldn't think about it. I should move on. I should. And we always get mad at A.J. Brown when he tweets about us. It's like, we're like, dude, move on. <laughs> Here, I can't move on. Anyway. All right, all right, before Austin finds a sharp object in his room, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to the BetMGM. <laughs> I need a therapist. We, at BetMGM, before we, get to, um, before we get to Alan Bell, oh, uh, after the... Uh, actually, no, let's get to the BetMGM live read. Our friends at BetMGM. The big game is the perfect time for football fans to join the huddle with BetMGM. Sign up today and place a $10 wager on either team to win. Regardless of your wager's outcome, you'll receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. Just use bonus code SB100 when you make your first bet. Get on the field and find out why nothing beats the big game at BetMGM. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code SB100 to win $100 in bonus bets if any player scores a touchdown in the big game. 
Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. I know it's got that old bro. We're joined by one of our favorites, and it's that time of year where not only are Titans fans very sad that their team is no longer in contention, but it's also the week before the Super Bowl. So we lift everyone's spirits with an appearance by one of our favorite uncles, Mr. Alan Bell. And this is one of the few times on this podcast where I actually wish you guys could see this podcast. You could watch this podcast because... My man, Alan Bell, is rocking the sickest chain right now. Like, it's like he came straight out of a rap video from the early 2000s with this thing. Uh, Alan, thank you for taking the time, but also we're honored to be in your presence. Well, no, first off, I appreciate you guys having me back. It's always a blast to be with you guys. And you know what? Like, hey, the honor of presence is with me to you. And then number three, you're right. You know, and it's like, my whole goal in life was to be, you talk about like, you know, a rap video. I want to be like the dude on the, like the very side of it where like, it looks like he's partying, but like, he's really not talking to anybody, you know, <laughs> but like, you don't notice him till like you watch the video like a couple times. Cause it's a banger. And you're like, wait, who is this dude? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> he's like, just what? there. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not even, not even like a hype man. He's just, no. he's just standing off to the side. With he's just chain. there. Like, we don't know what his role in the altercation is. We have no idea. Yeah. So. Well, it, uh, it looks like you came out with it like in an underground poker game. I, I mean, you got to tell me what was what was the thought process behind the chain? What what do we got here, by the way? All right, so what we have is it a yes. bust down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretend this is Antiques Roadshow, and you're like trying to sell <laughs> us uh, your chain. So what we have here, ladies and gentlemen, is a rare, all right, Cuban link, eighteen inch chain with a tiger head face on it, that's bigger than the chain, and. Because you know we're all about exclusivity on this. There are currently right now over 10,000 available on Amazon <laughs> for the price of twenty one ninety six. Yeah. So the point ninety six means it's on clearance and they've got to get rid of these. So, yeah, <laughs> just search it on Amazon. You'll find it. I, I assure you on that. Dang, dang. I can't believe one, you've got a uh, jeweler and two, you've got a jeweler that has made over 10,000 of those things. Uh, it's pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah, well, it seems like a, a gross miscalculation on his part. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and say that one. I think he, I think he went a little heavy here. Yeah, he's the, like, uh, I think I made too many. I'm going to have to scale back the price. Who's on these, these Razor Ramon chains aren't selling? Well, what hey, year is this? <laughs> AB, I, I think a lot of our uh, listeners here are are hopefully going to build their bankroll big enough to maybe go in on one of those chains you got right on right around your neck. Oh, nice. Um, we're having you on. It's Super Bowl week. Every year we bring A.B. on to talk props, to talk the game, talk a little Gatorade maybe. But I yeah. want to start it out with this. We Earlier on the podcast we talked about um, the new ESPN 30 for 30. It's the bullies of Baltimore. It's really cool. I was a little young to remember the rivalry between the Ravens and the Titans. What yeah. do you remember about that? Because it was physical. There was a lot of hate in there. 
And um, just just last week or the week before, I think me and Austin ranked our rivals. What do you remember of the Titans-Ravens rivalry? Yeah, 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 dude. It was legit. And, I mean, it was real, right? I mean, you had, you know, like Ray Lewis, Eddie George was kind of like the thing. You know what I mean? And you remember that playoff game where the Titans and Ravens played? Uh, oh, gosh. Don't say it. And the Chris John- like Chris Johnson, like they twisted the ankle. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, like, it was – it was like that, except it was like every play was Eddie George toss sweep, and here comes Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. and like there wasn't any like twisting of ankles. It was just, oh god, this is not going to be good, and they just did it forty times. Like it was a great rivalry, man. Like these two teams were both well built, well coached. Um, obviously, the Ravens ended up getting Super Bowl, you know, from that. Um, it was dude, it was good, man. Like that that rivalry was legit for sure. So where do yeah, you have the like, Ravens and like teams that you hate the most? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's fascinating. Like, when you think about the Titans that have been here since, what, 99, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that was the Mm -hmm. first year. So you have that, plus you have, you know, the divisions were different, you know, than than what they are now. So, like, I I think for – it's kind of based on age, man. Like, if you were asking, like, you know, a Titans fan, like, who's the biggest rival, right? Like, some would say the Colts. Some would say the Ravens. Some would even say the Steelers. Right. Like, I mean, I, I think it depends on the age of, you know, said person um, of where they're at. So, yeah, like I, I think that the Ravens was definitely probably the longest because it kind of went back and forth. Like the Colts years were tough with Manning. Like, they're, oh, they're, yes. you know what I mean? Like it's 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 kind of like that Tennessee, Florida thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Ravens probably would be the answer there. OK, Uh, the the. The uh, Eddie George Ray Lewis battle, a battle between two guys with less combined percentage of body fat than I think I have in my entire body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like crazy. just like, two grown men going at each other, dude. And, and, and like those are the days where it was like, you know, the Titans are running the football. Like that's what they're doing. They're not throwing yeah. it all that much at all, man. And um, I yeah. get hurt. I'd get hurt watching them hit each other. <laughs> like I'd, I'd have to miss the following week uh, just from having a sprained ankle by watching Eddie George and, and Ray Lewis clash. Like, I don't it, think it was like I, that. Eric, it was like that Eric Berry, uh, Tim Tebow hit. It was like that, like just over and over and over. And you're right. Like, I mean, look at Eddie George now. Like the dude yeah. looks 26. Like he's well, and, no, and Ray Lewis is now too. Like thing. both of them. Same it's, thing. It's, it's it's the question of what do you get when you when an unstoppable force meets an immovable immovable object? It's that's Eddie George versus Ray Lewis. That's that yeah. question. And it hey, is. That was, yeah, Eddie ahead. Eddie Eddie played Othello at TPAC too. I, I remember we went on a field trip and saw Eddie talk George about it as enough. Othello. We don't we, talk about it enough. Multi talented guy. Oh, uh, talented! I don't know if there's anything that this dude can't do. Like <laughs> like legit. Like I mean, he could show up like. One, he's like the nicest dude of all time, right? Like, I mean, legit, it's genuine. There's not an ounce of fat or fake with this guy, right? Number two, like, he's yoked. He looks good. Like, he fits all the boxes of what mm-hmm. he's basically Jesse Palmer that actually had an NFL career. Like, Jesse Palmer <laughs> can do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? But, like, Eddie's like, yeah, man, like, I actually played, though, you know, and, you know. Yeah. We actually won and stuff, you know, you don't know about I, that. I, I like, like right now, like my printer's broken. I feel like if I called Eddie George, I he would be able to be able to fix it just in one second. <laughs> oh, dude, he would come over and fix it. Right. 
Then he would he would leave like extra ink cartridges for you. Jackie <laughs> hit you up to see if you needed anything. Like he'd make yeah. sure your tires were, you know, at 33 PSI. Like the dude just all, does it. Yeah. All while making my mother swoon. Oh, all, all, of course. <laughs> right. And like, and he's not, he's not nasty or anything. Like he gives her a hug, you know, helps her in the kitchen. Gone. Yeah. You try to pay him gone. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Eddie's gonna listen to this and be like, "Who are these psychos?" I don't need. Yeah, he's gonna be like, "Well, I know where I need to direct my restraining orders." Yeah. <laughs> Send it to these three idiots. <laughs> that's that's yeah. Speaking real quick, and not to you know, I feel like this happens every time we just go off the rails immediately. Have you ever heard? <laughs> have you ever heard the stories of like Jesse Palmer, like talking about what a wingman that Brent Musburger was? Have you ever heard? No, these but I, I believe it. But I have so, another okay. story. Yeah, you remember this. You remember back, um, I guess it was like, it might have been like eight, nine, ten years ago when the ESPN2 college football game of the week, right? It was it was Musburger and Jesse Palmer. And Jesse Palmer was obviously like out of foot, like right out of football, right out of The Bachelor, young, dude looking good. Like everything is rolling for Jesse Palmer. And then you've got Brent Musburger, who's, legitimately invented betting, right? Like, I mean, this guy invented all of it, right? So right. these stories, like, there's a ton of them, but I heard a couple of them, and, like, uh, every Friday night, wherever town that they were in, where they're calling the game, Musburger would always want to go out to eat, right? Like, go to, what, what, if you're in Knoxville or Tuscaloosa, wherever, whatever the nicest, like, steakhouse or anything that they had, let's go, you know, and bring the production dudes, like, bring everybody, he'll pay for it, all of it, you know, whatever. So... Palmer, had, I forget where he talked about it, but he was saying essentially it came down to this, that Brent Musburger was the greatest wingman in the history of life because it's Palmer. So all these like college girls are like swarming the table. Musburger is like smoking a cigar inside, telling stories that are amazing. All these girls like dads are like, that's Brent Musburger that you're hanging with. Like, I don't <laughs> forget Jesse Palmer. You know what I mean? And then like, Musburger would always like finish, get up, pay for everybody's drinks, girls included, all of it, get up, pay for all of it. And he's like, ladies, take care of my boy Jesse here. I need him tomorrow and leave. <laughs> Dude, Paul was like, he's the greatest wingman in the history of life. Like, you have oh no my idea. gosh. Yeah. Like, imagine so Musburger cool. doing that. Like, it's just phenomenal. So, yeah. yeah. Like, there's a 30 for 30 in that right there. Yeah, right. Musburger's like, you are looking live. Yeah. Jesse Palmer about to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, and, and here's the thing about life. Like, Jesse even needed help. He would have been fine yeah, on right. his own. Yeah, right. Like, why is he helping Jesse Palmer? Like, literally, like, we've it, got, like, guys like Jack and I at the bar, like, at the other end, like, man, like, hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. hey. Uh, did you fall from heaven? <laughs> uh, do, do you come to Tin Roof too often? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing is it's like, dude, that's like when the uh, the Exxon uh, mobile Marriott Bonvoy CEO like hits the lottery. You're like, Jesus Christ. Like, dude, yeah, really? right. Yeah. Really? Oh, cool. That's you won the 700 million. Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Brett, Brett, Brett Musburger was probably just hoping that Catherine Webb would stop by uh, sooner or later. <laughs> that was the one. Dude, he lo he was all in. Love Tim from Catherine Webb. Man. And I love that, like, you know Suits at ESPN came, like, live in game, and they're like, hey, you want to walk that back? You know, yeah. like, let's calm down. And he's like, I was here before you were even a fledgling company. I'm not walking anything back. <laughs> all right, so anyway, Super Bowl betting. I'm sorry. I, well, Super Bowl, I, we, can, we can jump into Super Bowl Is now. that this week? 
Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah Sunday, right. I think I, I think that's when they're playing it. But so tell us, Abe, you, you you're you're on the inside of this thing, man. Where's the money coming early? Who are the pros on? How, how's this thing moved so far? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, man. Like, uh, it's been pretty tight. Like, you look at like the uh, conference championship weekend. I mean, we had you know both spreads under three. You look at it here. It's been what two and a half, two. I think it's it's one and a half. Eagles is a favorite right now. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, moving a point is a lot of money, but it's a point, man. Like two, two and a half to one and a half. Like it's kind of going both ways, and we're gonna see it. It'll move. Like once we get to like Friday and Saturday, you'll start seeing way more come in. The thing to note is if you bet props, like I don't know, like when this goes live, but if you're betting over on props, uh, stop. Well, don't stop listening. Listen, yeah, keep rate, listening and rate, rate review. review and subscribe. Yeah, yep. rate review, subscribe. Yep. Yeah, four and a half stars, <laughs> but point five stars to buck. <laughs> get those if you're gonna bet overs on props, get them in because the public only bets overs on props, so they're all gonna go up. So, yeah, well, do you Ooh, try and so middle get that? those get those in early? Well, if you're betting, if you're betting the overs, like you want to get them in early, if you're waiting till like Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday morning, you bet unders on those because mm. the public's just juice the hell out of them, you know what I mean. So, you know, there's a couple props that I looked up before this. Obviously, uh, the, the biggest controversy every year when it comes to Super Bowl props seems to be the length of the national anthem, always because there's a video that's released of a rehearsal or, you know, the yeah. rehearsal time is leaked. So they got to pull it's it always music row, too. That's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Chris Stapleton's doing it this year, which is awesome. I think yeah. he's going to crush it. But I mean, what have you heard about any of this? Like, is that a real thing where they're like, the the second that like word gets out on the rehearsal time of this, we gotta we gotta yank it. We gotta pull it off. Do you With even they, like? Do you even think about betting the national anthem length or whether or not he forgets a word or you know all those crazy props that go in with it? Well, like you do it for fun. Like it, those are good for like if you're at a Super Bowl party, you know what I mean, or like a show, you know, where you're like tracking, you know, mm -hmm. all of them, right? Um, it's always tough because you just don't know. Like I mean, he, let me say this first. The national anthem is not an easy song, right? Like, I mean, we all know the words, but like, if you're out there singing it, if you went to the Preds game, right, and sung it, like, you'd get through it, but it's it's a difficult song. You know what I mean? Number two, Stapleton is a pro. It's not like he's going to get the yips out there. However, you know, he generally does go pretty slow, like, in terms of his singing, right? And he may mix in some Tennessee whiskey, you know, right? You, you never know. However, I, I don't care who you are. Like, it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, you probably going to have a little bit of nerves, you know, like, unless you're just on meth. Like, you're going <laughs> to be a little nervous, which could lead you to going just a little bit quicker. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So those are always tough, but they're fun for, like, parties. You know, it, if you're actually betting on those to, like, really win, <laughs> Yeah, stuff. Yeah, no. well, so, uh, oh, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, what what are some of the the fun like game props that you yeah. like to do? Because you can do cross sports stuff. I saw one. You know, who has more? Does Travis Kelsey finish with more receptions than the amount of pounds that Jason Kelsey's baby weighs? <laughs> like, there are all kinds of crazy stuff like that. So, what are some of your favorites that you've seen so far? Yeah, Which, I mean, you can. And also, did you know that uh, Jason Kelsey? is actually brothers with Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Yeah, I didn't not know a that. lot of people, not a lot of they people talking about that this, that week. this week. It should be should be noted. I feel like I, w- I would be doing us a disservice. Yeah, this is a big this is a big part of all of it. Like this is you know kind of how Arian Foster was talking about game scripts. Like the NFL scripted this. Now, yeah. I feel bad for Jason Pierre-Paul when he read that 2015 script. That was a tough offseason. Yeah, yeah, right? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Tough yeah. Fourth of July. Yeah. <laughs> he gave it one and a half thumbs up. Bro, he took one, he took one for the team there. Um, like this, if you talk about like actual game, right? Like there's some that are like, will the opening kickoff go for a touchback? Okay. Now, I'll, let's play trivia real quick. In the last 11 Super Bowls, how many of the opening kickoffs do you think went for a touchback? I want to say we talked I, about this last year, but I don't I'd say I, I'd say ten. I would say ten. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I, I think they I think they returned last year's. Did I they? Be wrong. Take I a guess. 10, I think ten. I, I I like Austin's ten. I feel like it. Everything uh, it was going one way until last year. That's yeah. that's just how I think I remember it. Three, three. Okay. Stop. Three. Only three have been touchbacks. Yeah. Think about it. Right, got all of the world watching. Right, so you generally don't get the full leg that you put it into. You know the end zone. The ball is hasn't been used. All right, mm-hmm. it's hard. Right, number three. If you're the dude returning a kickoff, it's the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl. <laughs> like I'm returning that thing from the moon. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it like that, like that. Right now, I say all that, and it you know it sails into your row eight. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, like those kind of things that you can actually find like tangible data. Those are fun. Uh, I'll tell you another one, like interceptions or turnovers. All right. So total turnovers, the number is set at two and a half over or under. Okay. So in the last four Super Bowls, there have been multiple interceptions in all of them. All of them. Now, multiple could be two, could be five. Right. But the number set at two and a half. Right. So that one, like those kind of game ones are fun to where it's still, you know, kind of that um, that the carnival type feel, you know, where it's not like, you know, betting on like Jalen Hurts props. But yeah. it is something to where you could kind of dig in and you could take a look like historically. Right. Also scoring in the first six minutes of the Super Bowl generally really doesn't happen. Mm, right. Nerves. So, yeah, I, so you could bet, like, first drives. You could bet scores in the first six minutes, et cetera. So, yeah, like, there's a ton of them that are actually, like, football-related but also fun that you could bet on yourself or if you're having, like, a Super Bowl party or or even your buddies, like, in text or something or, like, you and your girl are, like, watching it. And you just, like, you could just list, like, stuff like that to where it keeps people interested who might not be super mm-hmm. interested in the game. Yeah. Now we've we've had one at, that we've been kicking around at work this week. Uh, will an umbrella be opened up on stage at the Super Bowl halftime show? And I feel like you know it, it's it's pigeonholing you to begin with because you know you're banking on and odds are she will play it. Umbrella Rihanna will play umbrella during the halftime show, but will there be an umbrella opened up on stage? See, that's good because here's also the thing. You're going to have like the stage, but you're also going to have dancers not on stage necessarily. You know what I mean? Like you, how you kind of see on like Thanksgiving at like, you know. Right, right. Like on the grass, like, spread out like five yards apart. Yeah. Yeah. So like they all might have them, but Rihanna doesn't because if I'm planning, like if us three are planning the halftime show, right? 
Right. And we're saying, all right, this is how we're going to go. These are the songs. This is how we're going to transition. These are the props that we're going to use, all of that. The last thing I want is my lead singer, the face of all of this, to cover her head. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I need maximum exposure here. Right? So. Yeah, man. Like or struggle that, with getting an umbrella open. Sometimes those are yeah. hard. You know, they're yeah, tricky. That's and a good point. If you're holding it, a mic, you know that's tough. And it's a risk. Yeah. And then, then if you're gonna have an umbrella, that means you're gonna have like fake rain or some like. There's gonna have to be some sort of like prop included. So this is almost like a parlay. Like you're gonna have to have all of these things going with it, right? Oh, that was actually my next one. Will there be fake rain? Uh, so, <laughs> well, it depends on what the LA aqueduct is doing later on in the week. I don't know if the uh, Chinese spy balloon messed with that, but yeah. God, could you imagine getting beat that way for the umbrella prop if they had it hey, in front of the stage? Oh, you want to hear? You want to hear a conspiracy theory? Can we do yes. this? Ooh, yes, yes. Oh, Can we go course. Alex Jones on here real quick? Of yeah. course. All right, I'll Let eat your pre- ass. Yeah. <laughs> Let me preface by saying. None of this is political, okay? So yeah, nobody sure. wants that kind of firestorm here. But I definitely do think that the NFL got in contact with whoever the hell is in charge of that and said, uh, do you guys want to take care of this before Super Bowl week, or do you want us to? Because we'll do it. But we're not having this at like around the Super Bowl. like Because you've got FBI, Secret right. Service. like This thing is locked down, Area 51. I guarantee that the NFL reached out at some point and said, yeah, you want to shoot this thing down? Because we will yeah. right now. Yeah, well, well and Josh the NFL just to throw a football at it. Pop. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, and the NFL knows that the U.S. government's jets are a lot better than their own jets. <laughs> <laughs> well done. That was good. Yeah, the New York jets haven't really got off the ground uh, in, in recent years. But sticking <laughs> with should, Rihanna. I, well, actually, real quick before we move on, I the Chinese weather balloon. I I'm actually a little bit bummed that we did shoot it down because I feel like we could have utilized that as the Goodyear blimp for the aerial yes. shots of the Super Bowl. You know, yeah, like oh. we should have we should have thought that one through before. You know, us Americans, we love yeah. shooting things. Come on, you know, like Fox. Yeah, we could have like worked out a deal with the China and been like, hey, to save us the gas money on sending the Goodyear blimp up and up in the sky, can we just use your your spy yeah. balloon real quick? It's already there. You know, all, like you bring up a good point too. There, a part of me does think that this was like, this was like planners like doing like this is the start of a Super Bowl commercial thing. Yeah, and it got way out of hand, and no one knew that they did it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's China." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, someone was like, "I bet this is the Chinese spying on us," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it is." Yeah, that's like, the, definitely. Like, right. Yeah, like yeah. HG Planners the fourth yeah. like walked to the office and said, "Burn everything, right? All of it." Yeah. Bill Belichick's like, yeah, th- no, it's definitely China. Definitely oh, yeah, China. China. No, yeah, yeah. Not, not yeah, us. Like when they're searching the ocean for like a bomb or something, it's going to be like the, like the planner guy. You know what I mean? They're like, ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Super Bowl ad just gone wrong. It's just, yeah, like just way marketing. wrong. And they're like, no one knows yet. <laughs> just play dumb. Blame it on China. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> um, with Rihanna, though, I, I was I was looking there. You know, the umbrella bet's more of a family friendly Prop. I was looking on. Uh, I think it's Bet Online, and um, I, I guess after Janet Jackson's performance, this has become a bet. Um, the old nip slip. Yeah. They've got they've got Rihanna's nipple at plus seven hundred to make an appearance. Yeah, Jack Ooh. found that bet just by googling nip slips and <laughs> just stumbled upon it. I, I actually googled funny Super Bowl props, but that was yeah, one sure. of the first yeah. ones. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's yeah. all right. On a work computer. Yeah. yeah, he did it from an incognito <laughs> browser too. <laughs> Just to be Look, safe. 
Here's the problem. That FCC fine for that is, I don't even want to know what that would be, right? She's and a mother I, now. What? She, Rihanna's a mother now. Her that and ASAP Rocky. You I've know, seen her man. Instagram page. I don't think she's concerned about That's that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like another thing you pulled up in an incognito browser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we trust Chrome incognito. They're, I trust them. They're protected. Nothing's getting through. Nothing. <laughs> I, uh, I trust no, the like, Chinese spy balloon more than I yeah. trust the incognito browser. Dude, China slash planners. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> here's the problem. Like the FCC fine for that would be ungodly. And one, I feel like even though the NFL wouldn't be fine, they would be involved in it and they would kill you. And number two, like when you're the halftime performer, you're, you don't get paid for this, right? Like what you get paid is obviously the marketing seeing you and two it's all about the like immediate spotify downloads right because you could notice it that it's like whatever songs you play just i mean you're gonna mm-hmm. sell like a trillion like sales that night right so yeah like you could you could certainly do that but i feel like the fine would be ungodly. So, so who the nfl pays that fine or no that, i, I yeah, don't think they pay anything <laughs> yeah oh yeah like, no they're like 501c3 status. They're like, what are you talking about? We don't have any money. Like, yeah, <laughs> don't you don't you have to pay to to perform the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, you're, yeah. you're going to them. Like, they're not paying for you to the do it. The artist is like paying the NFL to yeah. like, perform so or it's something. Like, yeah, so it's like, all right, you could go viral, but you're not going to go viral on like TV and stuff because now there's a nip and they can't show it. So it's like you, you'd have it would be smarter to go a different way. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Now, I, oh, what you can do, you could show the entire breast except the nipple. Like you could do that, but you're not gonna be able to bet on that. Yeah, well, I think they actually, I think they had uh, cleavage, booty cheek, and then nipple. So you know, you've got I'll a lot of definitely parlay in one and two. Like those okay. are gonna happen. Okay. All parlay, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Parlay, parlay. How how much of a booty cheek does it go into specifics? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I feel like if you like, you just wear some short. Bo- uh, like boy shorts like yeah. you're gonna be that's there's like, gonna be some booty cheek oh i mean that's like standard gear now like right that like that I, that's what i'm saying i'd parlay one and two like both of those are like we don't even notice that anymore like that's what, just there what a prop bet should be is how quick do the suburban moms jump onto their facebook pages to complain about yeah. the booty cheek this is what we need to be talking about like that's that's exactly the bet right there like mm-hmm. i need them on there like i want full boycott now <laughs> Like, we don't I, need to boycott the NFL thing coming back. But I got two more <laughs> yeah. for you. Um, boycott planners. What? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Jarrell Casey was playing, right. I think you could lay a, lay a hand. Bro, I, 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 I'm going to go ahead and apologize. I don't think planners is ever going to advertise with you guys. So I'm going to take Yeah, Mr. Yeah, <laughs> like we were in serious talks with Mr. Peanut, and now here we are. We're just screwed. Thank you for this, Alan. Really. Yeah, I, I've really I've really messed those negotiations up. I is it Mrs. Peanut now? I feel like they went to Mrs. Peanut. Well, they it? killed the baby. Like, I don't know oh, what okay. the there, there hell was, they were thinking. There was yeah, that was a. You want to talk about weird Super Bowl commercials? It was so. Mr. Peanut died. What are we doing? Like, what? What? First, no one cares. Second, we don't need to be committing atrocities in these things, right? Like, I don't need a murder. And then the backlash was so bad they brought him back, like it was the Undertaker and like his brother. (laughs) 
Like it was so stupid. It's like now, like no one has a clue of like, is he dead? Is this like a ghost? Is he, is this a walking dead ghost or like a, a good yeah. ghost? Like, no, I did. He eat the kid. Like, we don't know. dude. Like we just, these are unsolved mysteries, bro. Unsolved mysteries. Too many variables. When you kill Mr. Planners, I love um, that anyone listening to this is like, what in Christ has had yeah, that, people are like, probably, especially like the people that listen to podcasts at like one and a half speed. They're probably like, I can't keep up. I have, I have no, no idea, idea. Where these guys are right now. Yeah. No idea. I thought I was getting Super Bowl bets and I've got, insanity it's now i'm getting land. conspiracies about peanuts <laughs> cashews what the yeah all right the last two props i gotta ask you first gatorade color we always do gatorade oh color. yeah every year this is the this is my favorite time of year honestly yeah red team green team green gatorade i feel like is pretty rare yeah you're gonna have to go like uh the cucumber lime which nobody's oh, no going with that, that. Oh. that's so hard feel- to find in the convenience stores it is like i feel like we could just knock that out we could knock it out for sure. Well, what about um, lemon lime? Does that factor in the yellow? Ooh, good question. Yeah, like that. Like lemon lime's the standard. Um, let's think of this real quick. If you both of if, if you guys just ran, you know, half marathon and marathon. All right, mm-hmm. I, just right off the top of your head. That's what I we have, do every I'm weekend. standing there with a, like a full cooler of, of every regular normal color. Which one do you grab? Cool blue. Cool blue, really? That's your answer? Love cool blue. And here I thought we were compatible as as podcast hosts. Uh, I'm probably going either. Uh, I'm probably going orange. To be honest with you. Okay. Not bad. like I feel like that's the way to go about it. Like it's it's one of those. Like the red is too easy. You know right. what I mean? Especially like for a team that's like been there. Like I don't think that they're like, oh, we need to do this. Like they're like, dude, just whatever we go with. Like that's what we go with. I I and I think like the lemon lime quenches the thirst the best. Yeah. Is that crazy to say that like one? No, color? I, th- I think that it does. I like that. Like, yeah, but yeah. see, my favorite is also cool blue. Nice. Yeah, I like you orange as well, but cool blue is my favorite. I just don't yeah. think a football team is going to go out of their way to color coordinate. You know, that doesn't seem like a very football move. Mm-mm. It's not. No, it's not. And like, the Chiefs aren't doing it because they've been there. They don't care. And the Eagles, like, they're super aggressive. Like, they're they're not thinking about this either. Yeah, like I feel like. Red, blue, orange. Or, oh, sorry. Uh, blue, orange, yellow. The lemon lime. Like I feel like it's it's got to be one of those three, and I feel like we could knock lemon lime out. Like I, I think it's gonna be orange. Like I, that's I, I think it's gonna be orange. Okay, we're betting orange. Yeah, we're betting I think orange. It's gonna be orange. Yeah. Okay, I I wish you know I I kind of want to know what's in the Gatorade cooler of the loser. Like I wish, I wish the winning team would go over to the losing team's sideline to grab their cooler to dump on their head coach. One, I because it's kind of like rubbing it in a little bit, you know, yeah. and I like that. But then two, also, I'm just curious. Like I want to know, like does the like what if the losing team put thought into the color of their Gatorade and yeah. color coordinated it, and then it's like, well, that's probably why they lost. You know what? If I were Gatorade, I think you just brought up a great point. If I were Gatorade, like. What if there's like a trend where like seven straight losers have all had like blue or you know what I mean? Or yeah, right. You never know. Clear like glacier frost. Like what yeah. if it's like they're like, I don't know what is going on, but this product sucks. Like it's yeah, not, it's not or, good. 
on the winning team's Gatorade, put it on the bottles. Like this, this was the flavor chosen by the Super Bowl winning Philadelphia Eagles. You know, that's a oh, great that's, idea. That's smart, like seriously, yeah. that's a great. Like why they don't do that? Like I guarantee sales would go through the roof. Why do we host Titans podcasts when we should be working in marketing? Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> last, that, my last question, the most important question by far, really, you know, if if people have kind of zoned out or whatever, or they, they lost us at the planners stuff. You bring them back to reality. This is, this is where we right bring back. them back. Yeah. yeah. Somehow they kept listening, even through us calling them out on us losing them. They, they're like, you know, I'm going to keep listening, though. This is when we win them back. They're going to bring a payoff. Yeah. Yeah. Coin toss. Boom. Heads or tails, AB? AB. Tails never fails. Tails never fails. Tails, tails, tails failed last year, I'm pretty it sure. It fails all the time, actually, but like, <laughs> that's where we're going. Statistically, it'll fail 50% of it's the time. Statistically, it's like you might as well just burn your money out you know, on the back porch. But no, nah, man, we're going tails. That's where we're at. Okay, tails. Have you ever bet against tails? No. Wow. No. Okay. No. I'm a tails dude. Like, yeah, I, I, I keep it. I'm a tails guy. Yeah, he likes tails. You know, that's why he got, that's why he perked up when we started talking about booty cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. And his T, his history with T Rack, it makes sense. T Rack, <laughs> whether you, you know, you play Sonic and it was yeah. that, that was his boy. Yeah. More Maybe. like TNA Rack. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Without giving away too much, because I know you got your show on A to Z with Brian Edwards this week, and y'all are going to have a big Super Bowl show, I'm sure. Yep. Couple of your favorite props before you go. We didn't really talk seriously about any player props or anything. Just, just a couple of your favorite ones that you think um, the listeners should bet as soon as they finish listening to this episode. Yeah, and so, did you know that Andy Reid used to coach for the Eagles as well? Whoa, dude! <laughs> yeah, what are you TMZ? Well, you know, you it's found like, all these. I yeah. did my research. I want you to be the guy that somehow got the plane manifest, and you got into LAX. Like, you know exactly what celebrities on every play. Like, how the hell did this guy get this? You know? Uh, I actually heard Joe Rogan talk about that. He goes, I don't know how they do it. He's like, it's very illegal to do that. He's like, but they know. He's like, and they got inside. They're not even out. Like, he's like, this guy bought a ticket. So, anyways, all right. So, we're going to go both teams to score 20-plus points, okay? It's a way to play the over without having to play the over at, like, 51. Uh, I think both these teams, it could be 21-20, could be 23 20. Could be 67 to 65. Like both these teams would score, but yeah, I like that one. Um, I like uh, Eagles first half team total over 12 and a half. The Eagles have scored 14 points or more in the first half in 16 of their 19 games this season. I like the Chiefs team total over 12 and a half in the second half because they're generally a second half team that sometimes plays lulls in games, find themselves coming back. Um, uh, both teams. Not to score on their opening drive. It's like minus 130. I played both of them there. Um, what else? There was another one here. Uh, oh, uh, Jalen Hurts' longest rush over 13 and a half yards. They've kept him like from running in the playoffs, right? Because you can't get him hurt. Well, there's no tomorrow now. Like, if he needs to run, he's going to run. So, yeah. yeah. Like, instead of playing like his rushing yards, which is like 50 and a half. Like, just play the longest rush because he's probably going to break one off. Like, he's not going to consistently run three yards, you know, and do it 21 times. You know what I mean? So, yeah, 13 and a half. Anything yeah. happens, he can get that shoulder checked out in the offseason. That's, uh, that's a good little edge right there. There we go. Can you bet injuries? Are there any prop bets about injuries? Like I think you might have to go offshore for that one, but probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Probably. It's like when Willis McGahee like blew out his knee in the Orange Bowl like years ago. Do you remember that when his like oh, yeah. hyperextended? Yeah. Like I, I just when the whole world is watching, I just want to see like one good at ACL tear. You know? Oh my god! You could always bet like Chad Henney Super Bowl MVP. If you don't yeah. leave Mahomes' ankle, I guess yeah. Out. That that's one way of doing it. I guess that, that actually is. That's not a bad play. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's the corporate way to bet. Patrick Mahomes has <laughs> needs reconstructive, you know, surgery. <laughs> when Patrick Mahomes like like literally is like being carted off the field, I'm like cheering. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Yeah. I was like, who the hell is this dick? Who invited yeah. this guy? <laughs> and like you and your like you and your buddy, like you're going crazy because you just won like twelve trillion dollars. Yeah. You know? just have we every had, Chad Henney over. Yeah, yeah we yeah. had Chad Henney over four yards passing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He is Alan Bell. Uh, follow him on uh, Twitter at Alan Bell two four seven. Correct. Yep. And uh, honestly, one of the one of the better Twitter followers on uh, on Twitter. Seriously, if you're a sports fan, if you're a Nashville sports fan, or if you're just a generic you know sports betting fiend, he is worth the follow a thousand percent. You can catch all his work with Sportsline and uh, Alan. Anything else we can plug for you, dude? No, man, you got it. I mean, you know, the early edge, uh, daily, 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we hit best bets, 20 minutes or less. Get you in, get you out. Other than that, man, you crushed it, bro. There you Beautiful. go. It is there a sports pick show. Yep. Every Friday, every Friday, 2 p.m. Central with Big Bry Edwards. My <laughs> man, hey, we actually, I started making a joke that I, I, I told him that he needs to start praying on every show. And I have no idea if he's religious or not. And he didn't answer. So that's just kind of been a matzo ball that's sticking out there for like six weeks. So. <laughs> Tune in for that if you don't want the bets. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and all of the blessings that you've given us. (laughs) (laughs) There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Real quick note, uh, now that we have moved on from the offensive coordinator topic, I I know Titans fans need something to bite each other's heads off of. very soon you know like it's we, we we jump from one thing to the next and we need something to yell at clouds about so we can now move on from the offensive coordinator debate since that is settled to the who is this team starting quarterback debate and i know a lot of people hate ryan Tannehill because he threw three interceptions in a single game um <laughs> and, but um i but and, and those same people probably want someone like Aaron Rodgers, despite the fact that he's on his last leg of his career and hasn't um, made it to a Super Bowl since 2010, um, which was over a dozen years ago, just for the reminder. Uh, But uh, Aaron Rodgers said on Pat McAfee's show that he's going on a darkness retreat in a couple of weeks. It's four days, complete darkness, just himself in a little house. So if you were hoping to... um, get this starting quarterback debate settled within the next four days. And if you were hoping for Aaron Rodgers to be the next starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, we're going to have to wait at least four days. Uh, He said, quote, I've had a number of friends who've done it and they had profound experiences on his darkness retreat. So just know that if Aaron Rodgers, which I mean, I look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed if Aaron Rodgers was the Titans quarterback, but if he is the Titans quarterback, you're getting all of the weirdness that comes with him. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers makes Kyrie Irving look like a therapist. I mean, seriously, like that guy is off the wall. And for those who do want Aaron Rodgers, I don't think that they really understand 
like what it's going to take for the Titans to get all the way back to contending for a Super Bowl, to contending for an AFC crown, because he doesn't solve your issues at quarterback. And even if he is an upgrade to Tannehill, like that team around him is not Super Bowl ready. Like they don't have what it takes to make a Super Bowl, even just by plugging Aaron Rodgers in. Like he does not solve all of the issues. He does not solve the injury issues, the secondary issues, the you know the offensive line issues, the the lack of weapons. Do you think Aaron Rodgers wants to come to Tennessee and throw to a second year player in Traylon Burks? And you know, I mean, Robert Woods, sure he's established, but he's not going to blow you away. He's no Devonte Adams. He's no Greg Jennings. He's no even Jordy Nelson. Like Aaron Rodgers in Tennessee wouldn't work. At least he wouldn't bring a Super Bowl here, and he would cost a lot, and he would set the process back. And you know, Rand Carthen doesn't want to delay finding his quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. Tannehill was Robinson's guy. But Rand Carthen wants to find his guy. He doesn't want Rodgers to come in here for a year or two and then, you know, go back to, you know, the jungles of South America, you know, tripping on ayahuasca or whatever it is that he does in the off seasons or locking himself in a dark room. Darkness retreats, yeah. (laughs) But, like, I don't think that Titans fans who want Aaron Rodgers really see the full picture. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he comes to Tennessee, he has to deal with an injured Traylon Burks who misses games. When in Green Bay, he's got injured Greg Jennings who puts the entire team on his back, dog. On his back, dog. dog. He puts his entire <laughs> team on his back. Uh and I I think that um I I if he if Aaron Rodgers uh is does become the uh Next Titans quarterback, my goodness, that is we're in for a uh, a plethora of of weird. There's no way it happens. It's not. It's not happening. But Why you know who you... makes that decision is Rand Carthon. Rand Carthon, one Titans great, current Titans great. We don't have to worry mm-hmm. about this guy. You know, going somewhere else in the off season. Seems like he's going to be in two tone blue, and that's Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons was asked about the decision to hire Rand Carthon because you know Simmons he's looking for a new deal. He's about to he's about to bring in a bag. He's about to get paid. He's going to cash in this offseason and the man who's going to who's in charge of giving him all this money is Rand Carthon. And you know Jim White at the Pro Bowl caught up with Big Jeff who dominated in that sled competition by the way. I want to talk about putting the team on their back. Big Jeff did that, helped the AFC come home with a Pro Bowl games victory. Oh, huge. You know, I it's the, my proudest moment as a Titans fan. <laughs> Who cares about the Pro Bowl games? But I do care about Jeffrey Simmons' future in Tennessee, and that does depend on Rand Carthon. Simmons got to talk about him at the Pro Bowl to Jim Wyatt, and Simmons said, quote, a thousand percent, he's a great hire. I think Miss Amy made a hell of a hire. The time we talked and I sat down in his office, it was unbelievable. He's an unbelievable guy. I can't say nothing bad about him. My first impression was out the window, which is perfect. Right. That's what you want to hear about. the. Well, 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 it depends. It depends. What is out that window? Because if it's out the window on like, you know, the 21st floor, (laughs) that's killing yourself. Yeah. But I think the unbelievable guy kind of inferred that Jeffrey Simmons thinks highly of Rand Carthen. Not okay. uh, Not not that he wants to jump out of off. I was going to say there were many. I had many thoughts about this year's Titans team that were out the window as well. Yes. Uh, But it was off off of a high rise. But Simmons continued continued on in this conversation. He said, quote, we had a great talk and him saying I am one of his priorities. That meant a lot. I feel like he is the person for the job. There's not much I can say, especially 
with talk of the contract. My agent is handling that. But whenever we get to that point, I feel very confident that I'll be here in Tennessee. And I want to be in Tennessee. So we'll see how that goes. Love it. I I is that how much of that like look I love it too trust me don't get me wrong I and I like Rand Carthon I like Jeff Simmons I want them both to be in Tennessee for a very very long time because one that means success but two I just I like them both and I think they're both very talented and I think they're going to bring a lot of good times for Titans fans part of me though the skeptic skeptic in me is wondering is that just Jeff saying nice things about his new boss you know, like, is that just like, you know, do you, you it's not like he's going to come in and be like, yeah, I don't like him. Uh, I don't mesh well with them. It's, like, not, it's not unheard like, of. I mean, big and, Jeff- and like, especially when you're in contract negotiations, you're going to be like, yeah, Rand Carthen. He's like my new best friend. He's the best guy I think the Titans could have hired. <laughs> and then you're hoping like, you know, Rand remembers that when it comes time to sign the check, boost his stock a little bit. To yeah. Make a little extra money down. The right. Road. Right. Like, like, like right now, for example, like I'm, I'm currently in contract negotiations. My, my contract for my radio job is coming up in April and we're, you know, we're starting, starting the talks, starting the, the, the discussions and you best believe at work. I'm the nicest guy that can be, you know, I'm like, <laughs> Hey boss, nice shoes. I like those shoes. That's a, are those new? You look good. You've been you've been losing weight. You know, like uh oh my gosh, this 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 breakfast casserole you brought in is delicious. Thank you. You need to get everybody at the station to just line up in front inside the doors when he walks into work one day and just start giving him a standing up. The Titans welcome that the Texans also copied. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh gosh, can we talk about that for a second? The yeah, Texans they blatantly, it. like, it's not even that they 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 copied it. Like, they copied the idea of walking in and, you know, applauding, slapping the new guy, the new hire. It's like even to the point of like the person running the camera was standing on the same side of the door. It was a carbon copy. No, it was because it was so bad. It was a copy of a copy of what the Titans did. And he panned the camera the same way. The same same way. It was like, I was watching the same video and it's like Texans. Okay. It's one, like we know you're obsessed with us. Okay. Obviously like JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson used to wear Houston Oilers jerseys to the press conferences before and after games. Okay. Like we get it. Okay. You still love our franchise because keep in mind, Houston Oilers still now technically part of our franchise. We own that now. And they would. And then uh, and then all of a sudden you like, first of all, we go back when the franchise started. Oh, you started by with with your color scheme. Blue and red. Huh? Who else wears blue and red? Hmm, That's weird. (laughs) Funny. Funny. Okay. But, you know, we can let that slide. There's only, there's only, you know, a bazillion colors in the colors wheel. Trust me. I've been to Home Depot. I've seen those, those color sticks. Uh, the, but, but we can put that all aside. Then, then all of a sudden the Texans go out and they hire, uh, a former defensive player as their head coach. Hmm. Where have I seen this one before? Hmm. Oh, you think, oh, D'Amico Ryan's is like, was like a, a an inspired hire. Yeah, you're looking you're looking northeast a little bit to Nashville and seeing just how great Mike Vrabel's been. And so you're going to do the same thing. And then you're like, well, when we introduce him, how should we introduce him? Uh, hey, boss, let me show you this little video that, that I saw on Twitter the other day. And boom, you show him the video of Rand Carthen being introduced at the Titans facility. And they're like, 
we should do that same thing. But let's print out a cheaply produced banner that says welcome coach ryan's that we could get we could probably get that made at kinko's in like <laughs> fedex then, kinko's in like in like 15 minutes the let's titans get that building out and done the titans building also was a whole lot better looking than the better titans looking building. right you love to see that like they're they're you still love. second tier they're their little brother for sure it is it was sad and i mean look it goes without saying that both teams stole the idea from james cameron and titanic but other than that yeah um jack before we get out of here, we got to update our playoff death pool. Since oh, the playoffs yeah. are technically still going on, we technically still have to finish our playoff death pool. Super the first Bowl week, time. Super Bowl time. Or if the NFL is listening, the Super Bowl. Or oh, the, the big uh, game. The big it's game. The big game. That's the big, right. I think they actually trademarked big game, too. I think it's I think it, the championship. The, the game of games. championship. Charty McDennis. Yeah, just a football game. On a Sunday, they're pretty soon they're going to trademark the word Sunday. You're not even going to be able to be like, hey, are we going? We're going to go like, hey, are we going to church on the seventh day of the week? How, how are we supposed to talk about the the event that's coming up? The, the yeah. big event. I feel like I feel like that's something though. Maybe that was a thing at Ole Miss. I think the NFL is so litigious. It's like get over here. Yeah, but okay. Playoff death pool. Somebody's yes. got to go. The first week, Jack, you chose the Jaguars, I believe, and yes. I chose the Bengal the Bengals. Um, you were actually right because you picked the 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 Jaguars over the Chiefs, uh, or you 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 picked the Jaguars to lose to the Chiefs, which they did. I chose the Bengals to lose to the Bills, which they did not. Then last week, or the NFL uh, AFC NFC Championship week, I picked the Bengals, which they lost, and you picked the Eagles, which they advanced. So yeah. this week, who are we going? I'm so nervous on who to pick here because I really want the Eagles to lose. I am all in, not all in, but the the Chiefs are the lesser of two evils for me. So I'm I'm pulling for the Chiefs. I know, Ew, I, I I know, I know. Gross. AFC team, they're a rival, but they didn't. The AJ Brown's not happy there. AJ Brown's not gonna, you know, Juju Smith Schuster isn't gonna rub it in the Titans' faces. You know, I I, I I don't want the Titans to look bad. I don't want the Titans to come out looking bad. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Oh, they're a great team. They've got Patrick Mahomes. They're going to win Super Bowls. It's going to be normal. It's a thing. It's going to happen more than just a couple times, probably, at least. So, but I don't want to jinx it. So, I'm going to kill the Chiefs. Wow. Wow. Okay. Kill the Chiefs. I lost Chiefs. last week. I, I, can't, I can't continue to go Eagles. I got to switch it up. Because I may have a I may have a curse that I don't know about in the playoff death pool, so I'm gonna let you handle that. All right, uh, look, I am actually on the exact opposite end of your philosophy. Of uh, look, I want the Eagles to win. I hate the Chiefs so much with uh, the fiery passions of my soul, and I don't want to see them win another Super Bowl. I don't want to see Patrick Mahomes ever win another Super Bowl. I hate him. Um, I hate his brother. I I'm not a fan of his wife. God, they've made reappearances here lately, haven't they? They they and they're sure the same. Have. They're the same type of awful that they were the last time we saw them. Just so obnoxious. Uh, I believe there are many Chiefs fans that are extremely obnoxious. They're the St. Louis Cardinals fans of football, is what I like to call them. 
they where yeah. they think they think they're just better than you and that they're better fans than you and they look down on every other team. They've got a really football. cool stadium. I mean, they have got a good product and they know they have a good product and it's just very very annoying. But then the Eagles so, fans, I mean, they're going to climb on poles. They're going to create chaos. But uh, Eagles Eagles fans die. are Eagles fans are bad, but they know that they're bad. Like they own it. They own their they're bad. Like the Eagles fans like like recognize, yeah, we're terrible people. You know, and like that's what like I respect that self awareness. <laughs> Plus, they have Brett Kern. Lest you, lest us remind you that Brett Kern is going for a ring, and I really want Brett Kern. I want Brett Kern to win a ring more than I don't want AJ Brown to win a ring. See, that's the battle I'm fighting and I'm losing right now. And, like I love and, Brett Kern, but like he did, he wasn't expecting a ring. He was on his couch the whole season. He got this call late in the year. Like he wouldn't be that heartbroken to not get a ring, right? AJ Brown, I, I, I want, I, when they trounced the Titans earlier this season and AJ Brown went off for like whipped, two touchdowns, whipped the Titans. He, he literally whipped the Titans, uh, both metaphorically and, and literally, literally. Thank you. I, that to me, to be honest with you, gave me a little bit of closure. John Robinson I, did this. Like you were more mad at J Rob. Well, it, and then yeah, and then John Robinson was fired like a couple days later. But like I that that game gave me a little bit of closure. It was like, well, yeah. I mean, we got to witness him in two tone blue for for years doing this to other teams. Of course, but, it's going to happen to us. We can shut the door. We can move on, and we can. Um, he's going to be a problem for a decade, man. That's going to suck so much. It. It, 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 yeah, he will be, but he's in the NFC. It's a, it's not a team we have to go through. It is, we'll play him once, maybe every four years. I just, and I'm thinking that if he wins a Super Bowl, which again, I don't want to see, but if he wins a Super Bowl, it will bring full closure to the whole thing. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said earlier in the podcast, the bad time of closure, I, though, that's bad. I closure. will still, I will still think about that trade with every waking hour of my life. I, it ran, it's like, I'll be at work randomly thinking like, why, why did the Titans do that? Why, why did they trade AJ Brown? I will, I will always think about that. That will be a, a, a sports misery index type moment in in my sports fandom i i will it's think something about you'll that. compare bad events to like well is this worse than when the titans traded aj brown probably not A- algie crumpler fumbling on the five yard line like uh, luke stalker coming up a yard short in the super bowl like there are just moments of pain that i will always feel and that that is that is just added to it but i'm a, i'm thinking if the AJ Brown finally wins one. Then it's like, okay, we can turn the page. We got a new offensive coordinator. Who knows? We might have a new quarterback or uh, we might just be able to run it back with the quarterback that's given us success over the last couple of years. We could, we've still got Derrick Henry. We've got a brand new GM. Like it's a new day. In this is, this is, sounds exactly like what we were doing with Tim Kelly though. This is like, I know talking us into I'm, I'm being okay. Myself. But with all that said, I'm picking the uh, Eagles on my death pool. <laughs> so uh, die Eagles die. Am I right? <laughs> okay. I, I like that. We're both kind of taking the, uh, the, the opposite. I think we're, we're both scared of jinxing our picks. Mm-hmm. Like neither one of us wants to pick what we actually want to see happen. We're just scared. So, Oh, uh, shout out to uh middle Tennessee state legend, Reed Blankenship. 
He's a uh, undrafted free agent rookie who plays a lot for the Eagles on the back end. So I have to give the Blue Raiders some love. Um, not the mayor of Murfreesboro, but he he could be like the uh, the secretary of Mur- Murfreesboro or something. But I just hope for a good game, honestly. Um, I think it's going to be high scoring. Like I'm definitely going to bet everything that Alan Bell told us to bet. And um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna keep thinking about these coaching changes because we got a lot to think about, you know. Until the next time we talk to to our listeners, uh, a lot of coaching changes, and obviously, the big football game that's coming up on Sunday. So I don't know. I'm just excited to see it. I'm excited for the season to end. I mean, for Titans fans, it ended a long time ago. It feels like this is like a second season. Like the, the Titans bowed out at like the All Star break. Yeah, but. Uh, I'm just ready for the season to end. Let's get to the off season and let's freaking hit the ground running and right. get back. Let's let's reload, not rebuild. Okay. Mock draft right. season, list season, oh, gosh, don't ranking season. No, no, no. Give it to me. No mock draft, mock draft losers. Unsubscribe from this podcast. Everyone else, rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> Give four and a half stars to the Titan Up Idiots, 0.5 stars to Buck. The I We appreciate each and every single one of you for listening. This has uh, been so much fun. Oh, a joke I was going to say that I forgot to um, that I forgot to add when we were talking about Aaron Rodgers as the Titans quarterback. Aaron Rodgers will become the Titans quarterback, and the Titans will somehow still lose in the NFC Championship. <laughs> that's, that's a great job. I'm glad you brought that in at the end. Okay. All right. That's Thank good. you. <laughs> um, please give Jack Gentry a follow on Twitter at Jack A. Gentry. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin Huff. We have a lot of fun on there. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter at Titan Up Pod. Instagram tighten up podcast. We post a lot of fun videos there every single week. And um, we, we seriously do. We appreciate each and every single one of you for listening and um, follow A to Z sports and all the socials. Jack, is there anything uh, you've got for the road? Nothing, nothing in particular that I have for the road. Titans fans keep it together. The result of the Super Bowl is going to hurt one way or another. Yeah. Don't eat each other alive. Let's do that in like June and July. Yeah. Yeah. Titans fans. Remember, we all pull for the same team. I think we like lose sight of that. Like, like it's like if you're like, what's that? You like Ryan Tannehill? You son of a bitch. You such an idiot. You're uh, a in, moron. In defense of the argumentative Titans fans, it is a nice way to pass time. Just is arguing with, they're just arguing with one another. No, about let's something. argue with Jags fans. Let's argue with freaking Colts fans. Why are we gonna argue with each other? We all want the Titans to win at the end of the day. That's so true. it's like if you, if like, it's it's discourse is what it is. It's we all have the same end goal, but we just have a different way of wanting to get there. And let's all come together they, and unite against the people that put out mock drafts. You it's like people that, put out a mock draft. Just go at them. Go at them hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use that energy that you have against, like, uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers as a Titan or Ryan Tannehill coming back as a Titan. Take that energy, bottle it up, and just pour it. Dump it out on mock draft losers. Quick Vol Hater complaint to uh, in in the episode. Have you noticed that every single Tennessee Titans mock draft includes a player from Tennessee? Yes. Oh, I've oh, have I noticed that? Yeah, oh, I've noticed that. Everyone has at least one. Keep an eye out. Every single one. And look, I'll go on a rant. For this is an every episode. year thing too. This isn't like a just go, this year thing. No, 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 no. I will go on a rant later on on a later episode, just digging deep into. Like <laughs> I will get personal with mock draft guy. 
because I think there is no bigger waste of time than doing mock drafts and then sharing said mock drafts with the world as if one, anyone cares. And two, as if it means a damn, like you're literally just picking guys that you maybe heard of in games that you watched in college football earlier this year. And you're like, man, that nah, he'd be good. It's, it's literally our joke, Jack, our joke of whenever a free agent becomes available, we always joke two tone blue, two tone blue, whether it makes sense or not. It's that joke, but in real life, and it's just so dumb. Mock draft guy, I'm sorry if you if I'm and I'm I know I'm hitting a lot of people, a lot probably a lot of our tuppers are because that is tuppers. a good way to pass time for teams that aren't in. They're like, games. dude, I did this mock draft, and how awesome would this be? I, this would be a win in my book if the Titans did this on draft night. No, shut up. It's so hard to predict. It's too. so annoying. The mock draft guy is the absolute worst. All right. That's the best mock I, draft I saw was the one uh, that said whopper, 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 <laughs> whopper, whopper. Nice. Nice. That's a good. We're going out. Rule. On that. <laughs> we're going out on that. All right. We love you. Uh, until next week. Tighten Enough. up. They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans.